Ahoy, mateys, and welcome to another episode of I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast. My name is Captain Eric, and we are continuing our sail through the first season of SpongeBob SquarePants. We are almost to season two. There may be a week break in between season one or season two. Uh, it just depends on how quickly I can get some of these things ready uh, for season two because I, I want to add some new elements to the show. So the show is just going to keep growing as the show goes on. Uh, but even though we are going to be wrapping up on season one episodes, we're not going to be completely done with season one. Uh, I'm going to be doing a live stream um where I'm going to go through every episode of season one and, and put them in order from my favorite to least favorite. That video will also be uploaded to YouTube, up to Facebook. So if you're a fan on those platforms, that'll be seen as well. This past week, I was a guest on a YouTube channel called The Pop Realm. They're a fairly new show on YouTube talking about everything Funko Pops, and it's hosted by my pals Justin and Rob, two guys I met mutually through a friend, Brian, who is also into Funko Pops. Uh, so when you're when you're collecting things and you're kind of in a scene, you tend to meet new people that that are introduced to you through this hobby. And I met these two. They have a, a wonderful show on YouTube. And through talking with them, we we agreed to be on each other's shows. So I will host Rob and Justin on an episode of the show right in the beginning of season two. That uh, that'll be coming up and definitely check out their YouTube channel. I don't know if my video is going to be going up uh, next week or in two weeks, but keep an eye on that channel. Watch for my episode, and definitely when you get a, when you get your eyes on it, give me a shout-out in the comments. It would be much appreciated. You know, I was looking, once in a while when I get bored on the computer, I'll start looking up old products from the 90s, things that are just long forgotten. Um, and yeah, then I'll, if it's something catches my eye, I might go on eBay or Amazon and see if somebody has it out there in the world for sale. And just to kind of gauge the market of it, you know, is it super cheap and I could just buy it right away, just have something cool? Uh, I looked up uh, some Rugrats products from the 90s, uh, video games. I was kind of in the video game realm to see if there were any accessories for video games for the, for the Rugrats. And through my findings, I remembered uh, these commercials happening of the Rugrats Gateway PC, which I don't know if you've ever, if you anyone remembers those, but they had these, these pieces, like you can get the Rugrats PC. It was an all-in-one from Gateway. Uh, and I found the flyer and I found the commercial and f for like 10, 15 minutes, I was like, oh, I got to find this computer. I got to get the Rugrats computer until I really just looked into it. It's not exactly a Rugrats computer. I mean, let's just say this for this all in one PC, the Gateway Astro, the Rugrats edition, it was eight hundred and ninety eight dollars. Or as low as $25 a month with an APR of 14.8% for 48 months. Uh, it, it's a regular gateway PC. You know, I can go through what was inside of it. But it was a gateway PC with cardboard Rugrats stick-ons that you could put on around the screen. And then it came with... At least the flyer here has five different Rugrats PC games or Nickelodeon. There's there's at least two Rugrats ones. The ones I both own, the Rugrats Adventure Game and then the Rugrats Movie Activity Game. Both of those, so many hours put into playing those games on my on the PC I had as a kid. Um, but it looks like it comes with five, five games, two of them Rugrats. The other three seem to be like just Nickelodeon ones, uh, and they're kind of hard to tell in the picture that I have here. Um a Rugrats mouse, 
a mouse pad and then it just seems like a a generic game holder for the you know the discs of all of these games but uh yeah eight hundred and ninety eight dollars that's that seems like a lot now because it's such an old pc but prices have been kind of kind of sticking around the same area i mean you could get a pretty good pc for like 300 bucks 400 bucks stock out of best buy or walmart um so maybe 800 is is a lot but who knows with going through these specs i'd have to find somebody who would have been on top of their computer game at this time who could tell me that this was a top of the line computer for for the time this came out which i think was 1999 or 2000 i'm gonna lean towards 2000 um, but like, is this a good deal for a computer like this in 2000? I'm not the one to answer that. I am a computer guy, but that kind of question is above me. Uh, it probably is. I mean, with all the extra stuff you're getting with it. But yeah, I couldn't find a single. I was looking up the Rugrats PC and I couldn't find anything. So now I'm I'm at least interested in getting those those uh, cardboard stick-ons. I know that the PC games are fairly easy to get, and I still have the original two I had as a kid. Uh, but the mouse pad and the mouse, and there's not really even a good picture of it. It's just a flyer. But, man, if I can get my hands on those, that would be pretty cool. So if anyone has any leads on the uh, Gateway Rugrats PC accessories, definitely get back to me. It would be much appreciated. But today's episode that we're going to get into, it's just going to be us today. No interviews. Uh, I believe it's just going to be you, the listener, and me for the next uh, few episodes of season one. I know in season two, right out of the gate, I have some guests planned, and there's still guests planned for the next year of the collab between our show and the SpongeBob SquarePants movie Rehydrated. So definitely stay tuned for season two, and if, if you enjoy those interview episodes, there will be more coming down the pipe. Uh, but of course, before we can even get to season two, we have to finish season one. So today's episode is Walking Small. It first debuted on March 22nd, 2000. It is the second part to the 18th episode of SpongeBob SquarePants and and one of my favorite episodes of the season. Uh, I, I love that we finally have a Plankton episode where his focus really isn't on the Krabby Patty secret formula. Like he's legitimately trying to grow the Chum Bucket brand. And I like I like episodes like that. Like, of course, Plankton in my heart will always be after the Krabby Patty secret formula formula. But those episodes that can just take a, a backseat from that and let Plankton grow as a character in other ways, I, I will always cherish. And this is one of them. Uh, so before we get into the episode, we're going to take a quick ad break. And then when we get back, we will watch the show. Magic Conj, will I ever get to meet Tom Kenny? Maybe someday. Oh, so you're saying there's a chance. Okay, okay. Should I tell fans of the show how they can support us? Yes. Goofy Goobers, supporting the show is shockingly easier than catching a blue jellyfish. Right from our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash spongepod, you can find links to all of our social media and a support button if you happen to have a few extra clams. Also follow us on twitch.tv slash spongebobpodcast, where it's not only the official home to our sister show, Video Bob Game Pants, it's also where I stream live drawings of various Nickelodeon characters and host the opportunity for commissions and giveaways. Lastly, the official merchandise store is now open at redbubble.com slash people slash spongepod, where various designs will be uploaded in 
inspired by our show, including our official logo, which is now available on a multitude of products like t-shirts, stickers, duvet covers, and even a shower curtain. This is a podcast by a fan for fans and will always be fan-driven. Any way you see fit on supporting our show is much appreciated. Thank you and enjoy. 2,000 years later. And we're back with Walking Small. Uh, so if you want to watch along with us, by all means, uh, get your, your Amazon Prime uh, memberships, get your DVDs out. I will be starting right at the beginning of the title card, uh, right now. All right, perfect. So we have Walking Small, and there's some quick audio, if you can hear that. That'll know where we are. But i got to turn that down because we can't be flagged for putting this kind of audio up. Um, I, I, another thing I really like about episodes like this are the ones that can just stay in, in one location for the entire episode. And in more specifically, I like that it's Goolagoon. Almost every episode I've seen where Goolagoon is the central location of the episode. Um, I, I, I find that those are some of my favorites. Uh, they, they get a lot of use of Goolagoon, but... <laughs> Plankton's announcement of the Chum Bucket Mega Bucket goes on deaf ears, literally. And what's what's really crazy is the fact that he's building it in the first place. For, as far as we know, the Chum Bucket has never really been successful on its own. Uh, there are certainly episodes out there that exist that um, that have Plankton selling something and, and being slightly successful, but it, it lasts usually within that episode uh, or for whatever five, ten minutes he has the success for. So the fact that he wants to build a second restaurant, uh, maybe he thinks just the beach setting would be better for Chum. I have no idea, and his thought process interests me. Um, but this is one of my favorite moments of SpongeBob. Stepping on the beach. I don't think since seeing this episode I've ever gone to a beach without thinking of stepping on the beach. Every time. Every time. It is It is like it's an earworm for those kind of moments. Um, but we, we see Plankton in this episode take on a, a bit of a mentorship role for SpongeBob. Um, and we see some characters getting the chance to do this. In a lot of ways, Squidward gets to sometimes be a mentor. Mr. Krabs gets to be a mentor. Uh, and we don't get to see too much of Plankton being a mentor. And this is one of those episodes where we, we actually get to see him take the driver's seat. Uh, and you're kind of rooting for him in a way. And you're also rooting for SpongeBob because in some cases, Plankton is giving him some, some good advice. We got to give credit where credit's due. When SpongeBob has his ice cream stolen, uh, Plankton rightfully says, hey, you should be assertive. You should go get your ice cream. And of course, uh, Plankton doesn't know where the line is for assertiveness. Of course, being assertive and making sure you don't get walked on are important life lessons that you should follow. But uh, but there's a line, you know, and I think uh, it, Plankton is in the right direction with some of his advice for SpongeBob, but just doesn't know how to not cross that line. Um, and but you know, the, the people who do grow up with the mentality that you just have to be aggressive and assertive 100 percent of the time, like that is the key to success. It's it's not. Uh, there are certainly people out there who have found their own personal successes living like that, but. 
I guess it just all depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for most people to not really like you and to just kind of come off like a jerk, yeah, go ahead. Be be assertive and aggressive 100% of the time. There's There's times for it. And there are certain times that I would tell somebody, yeah, you should kind of uh, – there's a f- so many euphemisms that just I would probably be, probably come off inappropriate this time. But y- you got to stick up for yourself. That's, that's like the biggest thing. Don't let people walk on you. Don't let people sit on you too. And if you're going to, definitely be insertive and just put your finger in their pocket. Beep, beep. They'll get off of you. No one's gonna no one's gonna stay down and sit on you if you do that. But uh, they're they're the weirdos in that situation. Um, this is actually the second episode where SpongeBob uh, wears a different clothing style than his usual shirt and pants. Uh, the first episode was ripped pants, so this is our second episode of this of the season where SpongeBob spends the entire day at the beach. Uh, we would actually see kind of less of that. I feel like. After the first season, they would maybe use the going to the beach maybe once a season, and it really even wouldn't be a part of, like, the main part of the episode. It would just kind of be a part of it, like, the characters are there. Uh, the, the biggest one I remember used of this is, of course, Lifeguard on Duty, um, one of my favorite episodes of the entire series. But uh, here we have Plankton being absolutely mean to this uh, to this eel guy. This is the part I'm talking about is... He, he, you should be assertive, and SpongeBob should have told him, "Hey, you took my ice cream cone." But Plankton was getting really insulty, and you don't need to bring the second you start bringing insults into an argument is the second you start losing because then the insults become uh, usually they overshadow whatever the argument itself is. So that's little life lessons for you from an old man. Uh, I've been living, I've lived far too long on this planet to, to not be able to give you some advice. Um, apparently this is the, uh, the first episode to use the APM track. Arnold is back. Well, I, I've been hoping to hear that for the last few years, ever since the jungle movie, I thought that that was such a success that, uh, that they would bring, Hey Arnold back with a new season. I was shocked they didn't, but you know, who knows? Hey, 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 I'm going to tie your shoes if you don't give that back. What an insult. You know, there are people out there who would not be able to uh, to handle that kind of humor. They would instantly get super aggressive. Talk about being aggressive. Uh, that, w- that would certainly happen. But there there isn't a lot to uh, there's there's not many errors in this episode um, compared to a lot of episodes from season one. And of course, this this joke style is kind of making fun of of Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, for those that don't know, there seems to have been this um, this the way that people would make fun of Jerry Seinfeld is him talking about uh, uh, what's the deal, you know, what's the deal with airline food? Oh my God! And if you go back and actually watch Seinfeld, I think he may have only ever said what's the deal with once and it just permeated as this collective idea of like, Oh yeah, that's all of Jerry Seinfeld's comedy from, from Seinfeld or the opening monologues of the show. So yeah, the, the fact that SpongeBob made that reference, I mean, it was a big enough cliche to make fun of Jerry Seinfeld that way. But, uh, but yeah, this is one of the first times 
that uh, I, I've ever heard of that making fun of Jerry Seinfeld in a Nickelodeon show. So now Pat Plankton has somehow convinced SpongeBob to to really truly go assertive to the point that SpongeBob is coming up with really negative ideas himself. Like he's starting to not just listen to Plankton, but branch off of what Plankton is asking for. Um, and, I, and and this is the kind of thing of a, a SpongeBob that I think has been. Maybe it's not been lost 100%, but I definitely think it's been lost from subsequent seasons, is that SpongeBob being a sponge is a sponge for information. And I like the idea that even though he is an adult, that he has that childish attitude about him, that he can be influenced by somebody he's hanging around with uh, enough to do something. And and yeah, you know, thinking about it, maybe they haven't lost it as much as I thought, but I feel like the fact that SpongeBob was able to do some real negative things here, really bad negative things, uh show just a bit more of an open influence he has. But he's able to correct 100% of all of those, which is the uh, the the main reason to like SpongeBob is he's just a genuine, positive, optimistic character. So even though he we have him here eating all the hot dogs, uh, ruining all the kites, like he's able to fix those issues just as quickly as he caused them. So uh, it's kind of the good of SpongeBob. And, and the fact that he was a- even able to call out Plankton here at the end uh, really, really helps as well. Although I don't I certainly would not take hot dogs that somebody wrapped up in their tongue and swallowed and then coughed back up. I mean, look, maybe under C, there's just different different social rules. Like, that would be accepted. Uh, but yeah, I don't... Uh, a dry land, that doesn't happen. We wouldn't be doing that. And of course, eyelashes on, on ice cream wouldn't be a good thing either. Although I trust uh, SpongeBob's eyelashes because, man, that guy makes a, a great sweater out of eyelashes. And we have Scooter here with... <laughs> His surfboard being broken and SpongeBob doing a SpongeBob-esque maneuver and turning himself into a uh, surfboard for Scooter to hang 10 on. Which I don't know, as a even if he was able to flatten himself as a sponge, I don't know how well he would do on the uh, on the waves. But, but with Scooter and with the goo, I guess SpongeBob makes a great surfboard. But I, I, I've always loved that, speaking of Goo Lagoon for a second, I've always loved the fact that they were able to find a way to make underwater, like, water exist and work, and that it's still actually possible. Like, that is a very real thing, that there's pockets of these goo underwater that, you know, it's almost like having another, like, an ocean under the ocean, things like that, so. But, uh... And he offers himself up as the volleyball for everyone to play. And look at that. SpongeBob caused all this chaos at the beach and then was able to fix it. And that was Walking Small. Um, In terms of season one, Walking Small is up there for me. It'll probably make the top ten, I imagine, once I I lay everything out. Uh, But in terms of Plankton episodes... It is absolutely in my top three uh, Plankton episodes. And the other one that comes to mind would probably be uh, the other ones is Plankton's Army. And uh, maybe fun. 
maybe maybe fun, but I know Walking Small is 100% in my top three. It, it's just a fun, funny episode. It's funny seeing Plankton try to, try to, you know, of course he's using SpongeBob for his own nefarious means, but still just trying to be a mentor for SpongeBob. I love seeing that. And I love that SpongeBob goes further with it but ends up coming back so quickly right after it's just the things i love about spongebob and that's why uh yeah this this one lands so high probably including the other seasons of the show i still think this would make top top 15 maybe maybe definitely top 25 of all spongebob episodes including the first three seasons this is this is a big one this really is but thank you for joining me to, on this in this week's episode of the SpongePod Squarecast. Uh, once again, we're still taking more suggestions. I'm going to be opening up a mailbox soon, a uh, an email address that you guys will be able to send questions to at the end of every episode of season two. I'm taking a mailbox approach. We'll answer your questions uh, literally about anything. Uh, Funko Pop, SpongeBob, Nickelodeon, wrestling, anything that you're into or anything you want to talk about and get my opinions on. There's going to be a place for you to ask those questions, and I'll answer those each and every episode. So that's going to be added, and I'll have that email address uh, right probably at the beginning of Season 2. Um, so stay tuned. Check out the Pop Realm. Watch out for my episode coming up on there. And uh, and I hope everyone is staying safe. I hope everyone who could have voted, voted. Uh, and, and, and let your voice be heard because every single vote matters. Uh, don't and and here's the thing we are apparently having a turnout of voting that hasn't been seen in a century and what blew my mind is even though we're having this record setting amount of people coming out it's only about 60% of the available people to vote which means there's like 40% of people out there who are over 18 who are registered and just choose not to vote and that that's just that blows my mind that people would would not take this at least a little bit more seriously but politics is is such a a big thing to tackle in any conversation so that's why I try to stay clear of them but anyway thank you all for listening uh, follow me on social media, SpongeBob Podcast on Instagram. Follow us on Twitch. We're getting that re reamped in the next few weeks to few months, and we will see you next week. I'm ready. Magic Conj, will I ever get to meet Tom Kenny? Maybe someday. Oh, so you're saying there's a chance? Okay, okay. Should I tell fans of the show how they can support us? Yes. Goofy Goobers, supporting the show is shockingly easier than catching a blue jellyfish. Right from our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash spongepod, you can find links to all of our social media and a support button if you happen to have a few extra clams. Also follow us on twitch.tv slash spongebobpodcast, where it's not only the official home to our sister show, Video Bob Game Pants, it's also where I stream live drawings of various Nickelodeon characters and host the opportunity for commissions and giveaways. Lastly, the official merchandise store is now open at redbubble.com slash people slash spongepod, where various designs will be uploaded in Inspired by our show, including our official logo, which is now available on a multitude of products like t-shirts, stickers, duvet covers, and even a shower curtain. This is a podcast by a fan for fans and will always be fan-driven. Any way you see fit on supporting our show is much appreciated. Thank you and enjoy.